The air smelled of wood smoke and crab apples, spiced with the tang of frost. Amelia breathed deeply and set her thoughts on Carrie and Emma and their two hours. If they saw her tear up, they got distressed and fussed with cups of coffee and worried voices. That wasn't what she wanted for their time together. It was sacred to everything light and good, and she wouldn't bring a rain shower in with her if she could possibly help it. Enoch would understand. He had loved a good laugh and the small moments that God gave a person to appreciate his gifts. Five minutes' fast walk across the field and a hop across the creek that formed the east boundary of the Stoltzvus farm brought her within sight of Emma, who waved from the front porch of the sturdy little Dowdy house as if she were on a train leaving for Philadelphia. She disappeared inside and a moment later ran out the back as Amelia passed the big farmhouse, where Emma's sister Karen lived with her husband John and their young family. Like Amelia, Emma had a shawl wrapped tightly around her and a big bag suspiciously weighted at the bottom with the rounded shapes of canning jars. Hello, she said as she joined Amelia. Do you have all your squares ready? I tell you, I've been looking forward to this for days. Our quilting frolics are the only good thing about this time of year. Amelia opened the access gate between the Stoltzfus place and Moses Yoder's pasture and closed it behind the two of them so they wouldn't accidentally let his cows out. The only good thing? I'd think that finishing up a winter's worth of canned fruit, pickles, and vegetables would be a wonderful good thing. It took me twice as long this year because of having to run the pallet shop. I had to get the boys to help me wash jars and cut beets and apples. Otherwise, I'd be standing in front of that stove yet. All right, two good things. And what's wrong with fall? It's my favorite season, with all the colors and things slowing down a bit. Well, except for the... She stopped. Oh, yeah. Emma kicked a stone out of their path. Wedding season. The remains of the Yoder cornfield brushed at Amelia's ankles, sad and brown. You shouldn't let it bother you, dear. Emma hauled the strap of her tote bag up onto her shoulder. That's like telling our creek it shouldn't run downhill. I am what I am, and I get tired of hearing about it is all. You make it sound like you're some kind of strange creature with five legs. There are worse things than staying ladick. Like being a husbandless mother with two energetic boys and a business to run. Mothering wasn't the problem. She loved her boys and loved making a home for them. The problem was having to do a man's work on top of it. Work for which she had little training and less talent. You haven't had Bishop Daniel introduce you as the senior single lately, then, or you wouldn't say so. Amelia squelched the urge to giggle. She would never hurt Emma by so much as a smile, but senior single? Daniel Lapp had a gift for saying exactly the wrong thing. This wasn't the first time she'd wondered if, by letting the lot fall where it had, the Lord was testing him, or the rest of the church. You're right, she said at last. That would be a trial. What did you do? What could I do but smile and hope the woman won't remember me? You might want her to remember you if she has a brother or a son in his thirties, with a nice farm. Any man in his thirties with a nice farm was snapped up long ago by some she, metal, a foot shorter and fifty pounds lighter than me. Emma walked faster, her eyes on the ground. Looks don't matter and you know it, Amelia reminded her. The Lord gives everyone different gifts— Yours are a loving spirit and giving hands, and a brain that puts mine to shame. 
Emma slowed down enough to slip an arm around Amelia's shoulders in an awkward hug as they crossed the county road and climbed the last slope. They could just see the green roof of the Miller farmhouse through bare branches. If only there were a way to make Emma see that neither her looks nor anything else about her had to do with her being single at twenty-nine. She was warm, funny, and brave. Amelia could no more write articles for family life or debotschaft than sprout wings and fly like a barn swallow. Yet Emma picked up her pen and did it. The fact that she signed them E.S. didn't detract from the nerve it took to speak out on everything, from the best way to keep cucumber pickles crisp to why dingle-dangles shouldn't be allowed to hang across the storm fronts of the young men's buggies. Carrie must have been watching from the window because she stepped out onto the porch as they walked into the yard, her face glowing with as much happiness as if she hadn't just seen them at church at Moses Yoder's place two days ago. Welcome, she called. I've been waiting for hours.